Kim. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Here's Carr back into the gun. In trouble. Didn't get hit from behind. Sack fumbled. Ball's loose. This is the press box. Derek, uh, the the, uh, the wide receivers didn't get a lot of get a lot of targets and catches today. Obviously, um, is this uh, what Darren you say? What's that? Darren did though. Oh yeah, yes he did. Okay, we checked that box this week. On ESPN Las Vegas. Ed Graney is out today, on his way to Dallas to cover some Thanksgiving football between the Raiders and the Cowboys. Q is in studio. Actually, I have a question before we get into anything. Okay. How early do you get to the airport before a flight? Man, normally, I really am kind of, I'm one of those that I like to get there very early. And when I say very, it's like two, two hours at the max, right? (laughs) Today, I'm going to be pushing it because I also have to fly out to Dallas. And I can't leave until my show on Raider Nation Radio is over. And my flight's at 640. The show's over at 4. You got plenty of time. <laughs> You're the guy that doesn't mind running down the, the corridor like, get out of my way. You got plenty of time. Uh-huh. No worries. So Ed gets to the airport earlier than any human Newspaper ever guys. Get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but here's the thing. Yesterday, he's telling us that he got like an email or a text message from Southwest saying, make sure you're uh, on time because it's Thanksgiving. The airport's right. going to be packed. So he was panicked like, well. My two and a half hours that I get early might not be enough this time. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I uh, already saw a, a tweet from McCarran Airport that says that Terminal 1, the parking garage, is already closed. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and look, I'm, I'm that guy, and, and I know that I haven't been in here, and, and I do appreciate being in here with you guys today. But, man, I'll tell you, I'm that guy that has the worst luck when it comes to traveling. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep my fingers crossed and uh, try not to... Try not to get to the panic button, you know, try not to hit the panic button because my flight at 640 is going to leave with or without me. And I plan on it leaving with me. The first bite. Do you believe the Raiders will make the playoffs? All right. They're five and five. They have played horribly basically three straight weeks. (laughs) Um, You know, football outsiders gives them a 13% chance to make the playoffs, which is the worst in the AFC West. Everything, the way they've played any like number or ranking that, you know, I look at implies the Raiders are not going to do anything implies that the Raiders are going to, you know, continue to fall apart the rest of this season. But what I can't get over is that they're five and five and they're a game out. Like I just, I, there's like four teams between them and the bills in the last wild card spot. But I just, everything that I've seen says, no, this team is not making the playoffs. But then it's like, yeah, they're one game out. It's like if they beat Dallas. Right. Then they're, they're back fine. in it. fine. So I I don't think they're going to make it, but I I feel wrong like declaring yes this season is over because again, they're they're a game out of a playoff spot right now. Well, think what the fan base feels like right now because they feel exactly <laughs> like you. After after uh, the the loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, it's all doom and gloom and then by Tuesday it's like, but there's a chance. Because there is. I mean, yeah, they're not mathematically eliminated, but I called that game on Sunday against Cincinnati uh, a must-win mentally, not mathematically. Really felt like, well, it felt like it was done after that, but we'll see. Well, so the problem with the loss to Cincinnati is that it looks like Kansas City is going to go on and win the AFC West, which would mean the Raiders' only path is a wild-card spot. And the Bengals are more than likely going to be in that race for a wild-card spot. 
Losing to them means you lose the tiebreaker to them. So not only do you fall a game behind them in the standings, not only do you lose another game, if you're going to pass the Bengals, you're going to have to make up two games now the rest of the year, or, you know, you could win some weird three-way tiebreaker at the end of the season. But more than likely, you're going to have to make up two games on the Bengals, and that's just the Bengals. You still have to catch other teams like the Bills and all of a sudden the Colts and the Steelers are still hanging around. So and the Chargers that you lost to. Right. So it's a, I don't know, it's... It's a very, the other part of this that makes me sit around and say, well, yeah, they have a chance. What the hell is the AFC this year? Like, who's good? Are the Titans good? Maybe, but who's getting the ball for them anymore? Like, it's just such a weird division where three weeks ago, I think most people would have said the Bills were the best team in this division. And now they're a game ahead of the Raiders and holding on to the last playoff spot. So again, I don't think this team is making the playoffs based on the way they've played, but it's, it's. It's right there. Like, it's still there for the taking if they actually start performing better. Right, which is exactly what the NFL wants. And it's exactly (laughs) what, you know, Raider Nation is kind of still holding on to is the fact that, oh, well, you know, you win at Dallas. All of a sudden you have six wins. And if this team, there's lots of ifs and buts (laughs) going on, you know. But, again, with it being so bunched up and nobody separating and saying, hey, yeah, we're the best team. Look, Kansas City was the team that, what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? What's wrong with the Chiefs? Now they look like the best team in the AFC. They do. So they play. They're in Dallas tomorrow. Yep. And then they host Washington. Those are the next two games. Winnable games. Losable games. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for this team, I think everything's I mean, winnable and losable. Not wrong. Not wrong. So do you look at this as they need to go to Dallas and win, and they need to come back and follow that up with a win over Washington to be seven and five and have a chance or like, is it, Hey, win one of those two be six and six. And you're still probably in it. You're still probably a game out of a playoff spot. You need a streak, man. You need a streak. They need a streak. They, they need a streak for themselves. They don't need a streak for the the fan base. They need a streak for themselves. Cause right now, man, I mean, watching them and, and we heard Derek Carr in the opener watching them uh, in the podium post game against Cincinnati, man, they look like a team that was just mentally fatigued that Derek Carr looks like a guy who's very, uh, he's always very chipper and he's very, you know, hey, put it on me, but I'm coming ready to back to work. He looked exhausted, just exhausted. When the quarterback who he's been here a long time when he's been with the team for eight years mm-hmm. references, hey, it's been 20 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's pretty clear. It's it's weighing down on Derek Carr. Because it, it is no doubt. No he, doubt. Again, he's been the quarterback here for eight seasons. They have had one winning season. They went to the playoffs, unfortunately for him. He got hurt and didn't get to play in that playoff game. Connor Cook did, but that's it. Like that's been the only, you know, positive season in 18 years for the Raiders and for Derek Carr specifically, really the only like real positive season of his entire career. Right. So it, it has to be weighing down on him. And I guess specifically the last couple of weeks, he's played poorly. Like a lot of times in the past, Derek Carr's played fine. Derek Mm -hmm. Carr played really well, but they, you know, gave up 35 points and lost the game. Like, there's been a lot of times where you can point fingers other other places, and Derek Carr wasn't one of the top reasons why. Last couple of weeks, he's been one of the top reasons why the Raiders have lost games. So it's gotten to a point where they finally got a decent defense, and Derek Carr and the offense haven't been able to really keep up and give them a shot to win games and ultimately 
be in a playoff chase, be in a playoff spot right now. Isn't that funny, though, that now they have a defense and now the <laughs> offense can't get clicking? I mean, isn't that just I, I guarantee you, and, and as a guy who covers the Raiders like I do, it's one of those, of course it would happen now, right? Of course they get a defense. Gus Bradley comes in there, gets things turned around pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry, and then all of a sudden, now the offense can't click. And Derek Carr, like you mentioned, he hasn't played on, on in his A game, hasn't been able to push the ball down the field, and what really got me on, on that game on Sunday was the fact that there was nothing down the field all game long. Even the targets to Waller. I mean, yeah, he targeted him more, got seven catches, but I mean, that was really stat building in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, three of them and most of the yards came in the fourth quarter. Right, but he goes one drive, 75 yards on three plays. It's like, oh, that was easy to get into the end zone. So I asked him, how come, you know, how come you weren't able to get that going earlier in the game? And that's when he told me, well, just, just say whatever you want to say. And then he went into the spiel about the 20 years <laughs> and tired of the crap. Well, I just wanted to know why he couldn't get the ball down the field. I didn't. I, I get the whole history. I know the history. I've lived the history. I just want to know. I just want to know how come it took three and a half quarters to get the ball down the field. Why was the first two passes of the game inside the ten yard line behind the line of scrimmage? Like, and why didn't has anyone talking about why Dallin Levitt didn't just stay on the outside and score himself? Yeah, would have would have been helpful. Casey Hayward's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Doc, there's two of us here to block for you, and there's nothing but a sideline. I mean, if you go back and look at the video, his, he's waving his arms. He's like, hey, cuckoo. When is the last time Dolan Levin had the ball in his hands, though? <laughs> practice? <laughs> probably but not the, even in practice. Probably not even in practice. <laughs> I mean, he's on special teams, so maybe. But I, I just... You know, it's like when you're when you're running away from somebody, and, and, and well, maybe you don't know that Jared. I know you know Jared up here laughing. Maybe you don't. You're not familiar with running away from folks. There's a certain thing you're supposed to run to the open area. <laughs> he decided he was gonna run to the to the mess. Hey, I'm just all I was gonna say is he's the guy that when the they set him up with the jugs machine, he's like, "Ow, stop, stop! It's too hard. Slow Man. it down." He had it in his hand. Just run to the outside and you score. Who had worse situational awareness, Dolan Levitt or Deshaun Jackson against Cincinnati, or against Kansas City? I honestly was going to say Levitt. I mean, Deshaun was bad. <laughs> I, I mean, Jackson was bad. Don't get me wrong, but Levitt had the whole outside. The whole outside. <laughs> I mean, go back and look at the video. There is nobody there. Casey Hayward and Gakwe and the sideline. That's it. His teammates were there. You would think he would go to the familiar voices. Yeah, Dallin, let's go. Let, 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 hey, where are you going? <laughs> We're going this way, dog. Yeah, bad business. It's too bad they didn't win because you could like make fun of that, make fun exactly. of Dallin Lovett for that. But if you lose the game, you're like, well, yeah. well, if you had scored, maybe we end up winning that one instead because start the game with a defensive touchdown is a lot different than a field goal. Man, yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, you. and on top of that, look, Levitt did a good job to get it to the nine. The Raiders did a terrible job to get it to the five. <laughs> they got to the five? <laughs> if that, on a Peyton Barber run because Josh Jacobs was looking for his helmet. Oh, boy. Oh, what a. I mean, if, if it's not for bad luck, they just don't have luck right now. Okay, so we were trying to decide what's the worst thing. The starting running back can't find his helmet, or they couldn't find the kicker. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> clearly both has happened. <laughs> uh, I would say, I guess I would say, well, probably the kicker, man. Kicker. The one difference is. <laughs> Where's is, the tiny guy? <laughs> is I think when they couldn't find Daniel Carlson, 
it was because Gruden was kicking on like second down or right. something like that. Right. So I can kind That's of true. understand Daniel Carson being like, eh, I'm not kicking until another two downs. AJ Cole has got him in the corner going, all right, so no thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> but the Josh Jacobs one is who, right. who took the helmet. Exactly. Like, who, Peyton Barber's like, I'm going to get in here one way or the other. <laughs> Peyton Barber took it. Yeah, I'm going to put it over away. here for a minute. <laughs> I want to get a carry real quick. Give me the, we're in the red zone. Give me the carry. I'm getting in. All right, coming up next, we will jump into some UNLV basketball. We are, later in the show, giving away Foo Fighter tickets again. Jared, do you want to explain how we're doing this today? All right, so today we are determining whether or not it's a Foo Fighters song or somebody that Dave Grohl did a song with. So we're going to play the song. I've got to guess. Do, do we? Oh, or we're playing the song. Oh, I didn't know we were playing. Well, you're just giving me the name. Let's play the song, man. Let's play All the right, song. Well, then we may need to do that in the next okay. In the next segment. I'm going to guess, and however many I get right throughout the show, that'll be the caller number we take later in the show for Foo Fighter tickets. Yes. So All if right. you're listening in the 9 o'clock hour, you may need to be caller number one. Possibly. That's the key. I know nothing about the Foo Fighters. And the handoff goes to Bush again, straight up the middle, tries to get in the end zone, does a spin move, he's still on his feet, it's taken away by the Rebels! Rebels have the football! The Rebels have the football! UNLV is going to score a touchdown! The Rebels have the football! Kevin Thomas stole the football! Touchdown! Rebels! The Rebels are going to win this game! As time expires! The Rebels win! The Rebels Rebels win the game! The Rebels win the game! The Rebels win the game! Kevin Thomas, touchdown! You know what? They throw... Where did that come from? I guess I should be listening to this song, huh? Yeah. Oh, I know this. This has to be Foo Fighters. I've heard this song before. I've heard this song before, too. I don't know it, though. I don't know what song <laughs> it is. But just I, guess. You all get to say it. Oh, I get it. I have to guess the title? No, no, no. no. no you, you're you're just guessing, see- is it a Foo Fighters song? Oh. Or is it a, what is it, Dave Grohl's side project? Oh, man. Side projects are always cool. <laughs> <laughs> Until they go wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say that's the Foo Fighters, man. I feel very confident about that. All right. Well, that is absolutely correct. We are up to caller two. two. Way to go. We got, we got two. Good start. That we is are not on caller zero. I, that's going to be my basically my strategy for this. If I've heard the song, I'm guessing it's Foo Fighters. If I haven't heard it, I'm guessing it's some Dave Grohl side project. I so. want to hear some side projects. I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm a little worried to hear the side projects, but I'm sure we will. All right. Problem is, I got to preview them during the segment, and oh, well. I should be doing my job. It's all good. Started off asking how optimistic I should be about the Raiders and their playoff hopes because they're one game out. Right. So I'm going to do the same thing with UNLV basketball. It's a team that hasn't made the NCAA tournament since 2013. Uh, they're only three and two this year, and they've lost to the two good teams mm-hmm. on their schedule. But they play the Whittier College Poets tonight. After tonight's game, they play UCLA, SMU, and San Francisco. All three are top 100 teams and potentially better. UCLA obviously is more than just top 100. So my question is, am I foolish for saying, hey, or talking about UNLV and their NCAA tournament resume right now in November? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's foolish. Uh, I think that should be the expectation. I think Coach Kruger, that's got to be the expectations. That's got to be the expectations of the transfers that come from the Big Twelve and say, "Hey, we have a we ha- we want an opportunity." Well, what are you selling them as an opportunity? Come here, be part of this team, be some of the glue, be some of the big time players in this team, and boom, there's an opportunity for us to make the NCAA tournament. I love the schedule that they've played so far, having some tough 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 opponents there because you prepare yourself for conference play, obviously, and then. 
uh, what you're going to get in, in, in tournament play. So I feel like they're preparing themselves for tournament play. I know it's been a long time, but they've got some players. I like that they get after it. They're scrappy on defense. I know sometimes that sounds like the, the kid who tries hard, but I, I like it, man. <laughs> I, I, I like what they're, they're bringing to the table. Very early sample size, but, I mean, so far, three and two is not too bad. And the two, two losses, like you mentioned, against teams that are, are really good teams. Uh, to your point, Jordan McCabe yesterday, he said, we're not going to be the pretty team, and that's okay. So I like it. They're going to play ugly defensive games more often than not. Here, my thoughts on like, you know, the NCAA tournament resume and UNLV this year is first off, if we're covering a college basketball team and we're not at least considering the NCAA tournament, what are we doing? What are we like, doing? Kind, right. of, kind of pointless, even if it's a long shot, which, you know, it admittedly is for UNLV. But the other part of it is that after this game against Whittier, they've got three legitimate mm-hmm. opponents, three games that, you know, the way the net rankings work could end up being quad one games that the tournament uh, committee looks at at the end of the year. If they can win two of those three, they're in decent shape, not good shape. It's not like, oh, wow, that's a great resume. But if they can win two of the three against UCLA, SMU and San Francisco, that's going to be two quality wins on their schedule. They'll have three losses against quality teams. And then, you know, they'll need to take care of business against the Hartfords and the Seattle's right. that are on their schedule. That's the key. Obviously. Can't lose those. Right. But if they can win two of the next three or two of the next three of the next four, including Whittier tonight, they're going to be in a decent shape to go into Mountain West play and, hey, win 13 games in Mountain West. Play. Go 13 and five or something mm-hmm. like that. And if you finish second or third, you might be on the NCAA tournament bubble at the end of the year because the Mountain West does actually look a little bit better this year than it has in the past so far. So that, like, that's just my thoughts is that the, the opportunity is there. I don't know if they're going to take it. I don't expect them to win two of those three games. They're, they're not favored in any of those no. three. It's more look, likely, about, look at San Francisco. Right. It's more likely Jeez. that they lose all three of those than even just win one, I think, at this point. But the opportunity is there that if they do take two of these three, then we can start having the conversation about it. And listen, I've been here since 2014, right? They've not been in the NCAA tournament since I've been here. They honestly haven't been on the bubble since I've been here. They haven't like, they have not played a meaningful game in like February since I've been here. The seasons are pretty much always over sometime in January. Sometime they lose like three straight Mountain West games in January and oh, okay, we're done. Like that's it. The season's over now. As somebody who keeps covering this team, I, I just... I want like a game in February where I can be like Boise State's net ranking <laughs> is 73rd. Right. And if UNLV wins, they've got us. That's going to be a good win for their resume. I just they don't have to make it right now, but just give me a meaningful game in February. Well, you know, the thing about it is basketball is the ideal sport that you can do that and have those kind of meaningful games and have an opportunity to get into the dance and be a team that plays ugly. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a pretty team. You don't have to control the clock. You don't have to have style points to to get into the dance. You've got to get there. A couple of these ugly games against these these really good teams like San Francisco, like SMU, the ones coming up, you can win those defensively. It doesn't have to be pleasing to the eyes to get it done. It doesn't. But you get a dub, and there you go. Yeah. I mean, I will say if it isn't pleasing to the eyes, I'll have to hear him complain about it. Well, I mean, and that's okay. That's for us to do. (laughs) All that matters in life. Hey, look, I guarantee the Raiders will take any ugly win they can get right now. They're looking for a slump buster. Slump busters, that's who you call at 2 in the morning. Slump busters, that's who they need to dial up. I'll see if there's a 1511 available. Just saying. (laughs) 12-9, 12-9, four Daniel Carlson field goals, <laughs> right. beats, beats the Cowboys. I mean, and if it does, 
guess what? They won't complain about if they. Hey, look, the fan base will be like, I can't believe that happened. Man, you better take that W and smile. <laughs> will Dahl and Levitt actually find the end zone? Right! I had to go back and look at that video again just to watch it. 15-11 is available. As a scoregami? Yeah. No NFL games ever ended 15-11? to 11. You like uh, that, huh? I just put that, I planted that seed in your head, Jared. Well, I already picked. Well, you did give a scoregami. Was it 32-15? 32-15. No, yeah, 32 That was a couple weeks ago, right? No, I just keep picking random. I know, but I thought that was the thirty-two fifteen that you picked, and you said fifteen thirty-two, which is completely backwards. Right. But I thought, can we talk about? Yes, that? Yes, let's talk about that. Oh, Jared oh. lists his scores backwards. I, I can't stand that. Re- I still. I, I see what I, happened was he can't even explain, <laughs> he can't even explain it because no, no, he knows no, no, it don't no. sound right. All right. <laughs> I realized I was doing it backwards because I was reading based. On, it's based on a chart, right. so I'm reading it off the chart, and the the lower number it comes first, but. Then I realized it made people mad, and I went, all right. You almost made me drive off the 215 here, and you do that. 15 to 32. <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing here? 15 to 32 is my official prediction. No, you know? it's not. It's not. <laughs> Q, how do you feel about in soccer? Okay. Regardless of the outcome, they list the home team score first. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. It should never, ever be. I don't care in what walk of life it is. It is never the lower score and then the higher score. It's never that way. That is backwards. That's like putting your pants on backwards and you're not crisscross. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm older, so that's okay. So it'd be like Manchester United 1, Man City 2. Yeah, that drives me crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Where do they do that at? Europe. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, and in Jared's world, and Jared, too. I am an Anglophile. Granted, I don't think Jared actually has like legitimate logic other than he's just reading it off a screen. It's a chart. Yeah, I'm just well, saying. make the chart go the other way. Can't you can't you configure that thing to turn around the opposite way? Even if I was reading the chart and I saw 15 32, I would still say 32. Agreed. Then. OK, then. OK, I, I would say if it were possible for you to bring your mic around to go. Come I can see it. it. <laughs> I can see it. I'm looking at it, it says NFL Scorigami, and it looks like old school video game where it's just a bunch of like dots on the screen. That's what it looks like from what I'm looking at. Yes, that's it looks like the old Atari twenty six hundred. Playing, and you probably is, never even played that one. Yes, no, that I, hey, hey. Hey, man, you're a youngster. Yeah, but he is correct. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to read. It looked like dots. I didn't even know that. I thought that was just like the front screen, the welcome page. That's actually telling you something? <laughs> That's unbelievable. That looks like a weather page. <laughs> right now, it looks like it's sunny in some parts of the world, and it's going to be really cloudy in the other parts. That's what it looks like on that screen. Where's the cold front, Jared? Oh, see, I was going to say I recommend living in the four. Like, if it, as long as your team scores four, you're never going to wind up here. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll stick with the NFL because is Matt Nagy coaching his last game with the Bears tomorrow? When I'm in the role I'm in. You have to be able to um, understand where, where people are coming from and how they react or, or don't react. And that's not, again, it's, I was there to watch my son play a football game. I was there to be a dad. You know, it's pretty, it was a pretty cool time. All right, we're giving away Foo Fighter tickets later in the show. I've got to try to guess. 
these songs as they come back, if it's a Foo Fighters song or a Dave Grohl side project. I got to go side project. I'm going to roll with this one would be a wife approved song. I think she likes the vibe on that song. And she does like Foo Fighters. <laughs> but I don't think. Wait for an answer. I don't think. Hey, look, man, I got logic, okay? It's not like I'm saying the score is 12 to 32 or whatever. <laughs> All right. 15. 15, 32, whatever. I'm not saying that. That sounds like a combination. That doesn't sound like a score. <laughs> I'm going to say that that's a side piece. You are both correct. Oh, we are killing that it. That is by a band that I bleep you not is named R-D-G-L-D-G-R-N. What? Can I, can I tell you the truth, though? What? I can see the screen. And I saw a bruh singing, and I didn't think bruh was part of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, there. That. So that's just my logic there behind that. You may have unlocked why uh, yesterday Ed Graney kept getting things right because I would do things like turn the screen uh, towards him. See, but I like the song, and I did like the vibe though. I, I actually, I, I mean, you saw me. I was kind of jamming out to it. Yeah, no, I was kind of grooving. What's, yeah, what's I, the what's the band name again? It's R D G L D G R N. What does that stand for? I assume red. Don't know what G L D gold. It sounds like you're trying to decipher license plates. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 <laughs> it's it's a license plate name. But anyway, they they uh, the name of the song is "I Love Lamp," and Dave Grohl played drums on it. All right. I liked it. That was kind of a little cool little groove. So in the 9 o'clock hour, we're giving away tickets to go see the Foo Fighters. As of now, we are up to caller number four. We're going to continue to play this game throughout the show and boost that caller number up uh, before we actually give the tickets away. But make sure you stay turned. Again, 9 o'clock hour. Don't call now. People were calling early yesterday. 9 o'clock hour, <laughs> we're doing this. We'll, let, we'll make it very clear when you should actually call to win the tickets. Um, now. The Bears are going to play the Lions tomorrow. And there was a report from Patch.com in Chicago that Matt Nagy has been told this is going to be his last game as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Matt Nagy was asked about it yesterday. He said that is not accurate. I don't believe he expounded on that, but he said that is not accurate. So we'll see. I mean, if he was... In fact, told he was going to be fired. He might say that is not accurate, even if he had been told that. Um, Let's go under the assumption for a minute that it is, in fact, true that it is his last game. Can you give me some logic? Why, if you're the Bears, tell him ahead of time? Like, why give him the heads up? Hey, we're going to fire you, but we're going to give you one more game. Like, why not just wait until after the game? And then fire him. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, the thing about it is the report came from a guy who doesn't cover sports. You know what I mean? So, and he's a guy that has a very high reputation. So I tend to believe what he has to say. But like you're saying, what sense does it make? It's almost like, you know, we're walking in to do the show. It's like, hey, Q, have a great show. You're fired afterwards. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is going to be your last show on the air. Break a leg. I wonder why you said that to me before the show started. <laughs> hey, man, just key to the cog. No, I just, I'm saying, I, that's, to me, I keep wondering about that. It's like, man, wait, it's Thanksgiving. How are you going to tell your man, like, hey, it's it's going to be your last 
It's going to be your last dance on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And by the way, you're fired. You're going to, hey, sorry you're not going to get to see your family on Thanksgiving, but don't worry. You're going to get to see a lot <laughs> you of You got plenty of time to be with them, man, because you're not coming back. Might as well have your desk all cleaned out before you even start the, start the game because it's a wrap. Turn your key card in now. We found some emails that you sent. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh boy. <laughs> Went there, huh, Jared? So the other part of potentially firing Matt Nagy after this game is I don't always understand firing coaches in the middle of a season because I, I guess the question becomes like, what's the upside? Like exactly. do the, the bears are three and seven. Uh, they are currently 14th in the NFC. Only the lions who they're going to play have a worse record than the Chicago bears in the NFC. They're not going to the playoffs. No. So I guess like if you've decided, yeah, you're moving on from Matt Nagy. Okay. That's fine. But like, is there any point in firing him in the middle of the season? Because it's not like, Oh, we're going to promote a coordinator and he's going to turn it around. And we're going to go from three and seven to nine and eight and have a shot at the play. Like, I just don't know what the actual purpose is because at this point it's pretty much a lost season either way. Right. And your quarterback's injured. You know, you got Andy Dalton now and, and you know who he is, but I mean, how often do you see that? Like you mentioned, how often do you see a guy get, fired a guy get promoted I mean similar even to the Raiders you know Gruden steps down Versace comes in okay gives him a little bit of boost in the arm you can see the team rally around him for a couple games but then the thrill is gone yeah you know and that happens all the time yeah the interim guy gets a little bit of juice going for the team and then all of a sudden it's a wrap and if you're sitting there with three wins like you said you're not going to the playoffs so I don't really understand unless it's just that toxic and that bad but I don't think in Chicago is it really that bad I mean like I said, Khalil Mack, he's out. Justin Justin Fields, he's out. I mean, what are we doing here? I, you know, we don't cover the Bears, but I, I've never, I can't remember reading or seeing anything about Matt Nagy and it being some sort of toxic environment. Right. Like, you know, people want him fired. People, you know, don't think he's a good head coach, but it, I haven't seen anything that's like, oh. Right. The culture's like, terrible. Right. You know, sexual harassment's going on. Right. Or, I mean, anything like Washington football team. Yes. Now, you understand why there's issues going on there. <laughs> not with not with, uh, not with, my man, uh, uh, who's the head coach now? I forget. Ron Rivera. Jeez. Not with him, but with the, you know, the front well, office. It's not like it was that kind of an environment. He's too busy getting chemo. Oh, man. Sure it is. The day before Thanksgiving? <laughs> you read your scores backwards, and then you're taking a shot at Ron Rivera. I wasn't taking a shot. I was like, "You took a shot at Ron Rivera." No, I was saying that the man does an incredible job, and people forget. You didn't say he- any of that. You said he was too busy getting chemo. That was a shot. All right. Well, there was some. You took a shot at him, was, my man. He's a good guy. He's the best thing that watching this guy go win. <laughs> you took a shot at him. I'm gonna slowly turn off my microphone. <laughs> Man, didn't you see Dickie V last night? He was in oh, tears. Boy. Oh boy, Dickie V was—he's always in tears. Oh man, don't hey man, let's hey dog, <laughs> hey dog, <laughs> come on man. Oh, Ron Rivera, I apologize for Jared and his insensitivity to you. Appreciate what you're doing there in Washington, Dickie V. Keep on fighting the good fight, brother. There you go. I cleaned it up for you. Look you're welcome, that, Jared. Jared's you like, need, I don't care. <laughs> you need more. You need more Q around here. I, know. I don't ever apologize. Well, for there's you. a reason that I just he's let you drown ch- yourself. He's in charge, and I dig holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to fill it, right? And try to get you out of it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you, you throw me a rope and the dirt on top. <laughs> I'll pull you out of the dirt first. Are you ready for the Raiders and Cowboys to save Thanksgiving? Man, I don't know what to expect from this game. 
You know what I mean? I, I was, when the season and the schedule came out, I was excited. I was at that game in 2013 when they played. And I remember the Raiders caused a fumble on the very first play and scored a touchdown. And everyone, including myself, thought the Raiders were winning that game. And <laughs> I would tell everybody in the stadium that the Raiders were winning that game. And then we all know how it shook out and they lost the game. But man, I'll tell you, I don't know what to expect from this game. I mean, the Raiders, they, they need a victory. Obviously the Cowboys, I mean, they have a pretty firm control on the NFC least and uh, I, I just, they're coming off a, a weird loss and, and they, you know, they have guys injured. I don't know if this is going to be a fun game. I don't, I, I honestly don't have any expectation on this one, but I mean, to be there to cover, it, it'll be fun. I really, I really need it to be a fun game because right. like lions bears is a game that you're only watching a, cause it's Thanksgiving right. and you just do and be like for your fantasy. Team do you like something. that? Do you like that? That the Cowboys and lions, you know, for a fact are playing every Thanksgiving or are you one that's like, Hey man, you can switch these up a little bit. No, I'm fine with it. I am too. I'm, I'm I am good too. with the lions and Cowboys doing it. That's perfectly fine. I mean, the lions get a little bit of relevance every year. Right. On Thanksgiving. It gives them, it gives at least their fans <laughs> something to look forward to, right? Hey, yeah. there's a little bit of Thanksgiving. Let's go out there. Let's play a little Turkey bowl in the morning and then go watch the yeah. team play a little bit later. Okay, so this was something that I pitched off the air yesterday. It wasn't about Rivera, was it? No. Okay. Just I'm just checking, and it wasn't with you. Didn't pitch the score backwards. I'm, I'm just I, all right. I'm writing down I, everything on the list that I got wrong with you today. <laughs> I may have pitched the score backwards, okay. but all right. No, the team with the that you leave the spot, the Thanksgiving game with the Lions open, and whoever coming into Week Ten has the worst record. In the NFL, who's not the Lions, obviously, <laughs> has to play the Lions. Why would you do that? So that the Lions might win on Thanksgiving. It's their mm. only primetime game they're going to get. Uh, nah. I mean, they kind of did that by scheduling the Bears ahead of time. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess they had little Nostradamus was knowing that, hey, man, yeah, you got Justin Fields, but you still have Matt Nagy until this game, and then he's going to be out. <laughs> so, Jared, who would you take right now? Yeah. There's three, two, and eight teams, the Jags, the Texans, and the Jets. Oh, it'd be the Jets. Okay. You got to have a tiebreaker. I just don't know. You... I mean, at oh. least the Jets in, in name is better than the Jags. If I hear Jags, I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Who would be the most comical loss? Urban Meyer? No, because okay. he we've we've listened to his audio. He's not fun. No. Yeah, he's not fun. No, the Jets losing to a team that has no wins. Pretty like way to way to go, Jets. Okay, who's the who's the who's the teams again? Jags, Texans, Jets. Yeah, see, none of that does anything for it. Maybe the Texans. See, I, I mean I don't get excited by any of those names, but maybe the Texans just because. Just because? The name sounds the name sounds better than the record. Let's put it like that. You know what I mean? They're one of those where the name sounds better. You know what I mean? They have the worst name in the NFL. No, but it sounds like they're, they're a team that actually Texans. is worth the salt, but they're not. But it sounds like they are. By the way, they just beat Tennessee. But no, it just when you hear Jets, you think loser. When you hear Jags, you think loser. When, when you, you hear Texans, Lions. I know. But when you hear Texans, you think, okay, they're better. And you then you realize that they stink. But Jared's trying to create like the loser, the bowl, loser bowl on Thanksgiving. I just, that doesn't intrigue me. I mean, I'm going to look at my relatives that I don't like and be like, you know what? Let me talk to you for 30 minutes or 30 minutes or two hours or whatever. Let we, me spend some time with you. We got to get Q on the schadenfreude. Yeah. The what? You got to jump in on bad, embracing bad teams. Hey, look, man. Oh, man. <laughs> he almost said I'm just gonna say, man. I'm just gonna say, man. 
I'm 45 years old, and I can't remember a Super Bowl <laughs> victory. I'm just saying. All right. We have $200 up for grabs. Thanks to Dollar Loan Center. It's Friday football frenzy on a Wednesday because we're not here on Friday. So 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We're going to give you three NFL games. Hint, they're going to be all the Thanksgiving games. If you can pick <laughs> the winner of the three games, you'll take home $200. Thanks to Dollar Loan Center. 702 702- 364-1100. Do you stove your, or stub your toe? You were walking around with COVID. Bang! Is that what happened out there? Look, Pat, I've already talked enough about on this show about my uh, medical uh, status and other ways. So, <laughs> I've given you enough information at this point. I have a injury that's not going away, and I'm going to be dealing with it for at least the next few weeks. Giving away Foo Fighter tickets in the 9 o'clock hour. I've got a guess. Is this a Foo Fighter song or a Dave Grohl side project slash appearance on another band song? Foo Fighters. I'm not even cheating this time. I'm going to let it ride a minute. Hold on. Give me a little bit more. I'm going through my Foo Fighters um, catalog in my brain. How many songs is it? <laughs> it's very short. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, go. You said it is a Foo Fighters song. Foo I'm gonna say it's a side piece. Q is correct. Oh man, that's hey. what I'm talking. I'm three for three. <clears throat> I'm we, good at this game. We added one, so we're up to caller number five uh, in the nine o'clock hour. We're giving away Foo Fighter tickets. We're up to caller number five. Don't call now for that. Wait. Be patient. Now it's time for Friday football frenzy. Thanks to Dollar Loan Center, we are giving away $200 this week, right? This keeps rolling over every time somebody gets it wrong. But $200, thanks to Dollar Loan Center, offering signature loans up to $5,000. Just stop by one of their 31 Las Vegas locations. Matt is our contestant today. All right, Matt, we are going Thanksgiving games for you. So, Bears at Lions, who you got? Uh, I guess we'll take the Bears. All right. Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys. And Bills at Saints. Uh, Bills. All right. So you've got the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Bills. If all three win, you'll take home 200 bucks. Good luck, Matt. Thank you, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, he didn't sound very confident, though. Well, he was a little hesitant. Well, Matt listens and he knows nobody wins these. <laughs> no one wins these. We have done this is now week 12. We have had two winners. Uh, we have had more people get all three games wrong than we have get all three games right. That's wild. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Q, were you here for the uh, for the uh, find the sharp contest? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> all you had to do was give us a winner. Oh, wow, really? You could pick any sport in the world. You just had to pick a winner of a game. Really? And we yep. were trying to get somebody to get nine days in a row right. Because we, the like, what was it? The second guy got eight in a row? Yeah, the, and second, we were, the second guy to ever play this contest with us last year, part of this year, whenever that was. No, that was two years. Two years ago, whatever. Well, then you know I wouldn't hear. He got... <laughs> No, 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 no. We kept doing it. Yeah, for, okay. We did it for a while. Got he you. got eight in a row right. The second guy to ever do it got eight in a row right. And then we could not get any anybody remotely close. So we wow. just started letting people like find a rugby game yeah. where a team is like a 55-point favorite and pick them. And like it took us months to get somebody to nine. Wow. I like it. We got rid of the spread. 
Just said no. Just pick a winner. Just pick a winner. Just, just, just a pick a winner, winner, please. Yeah. And then people would call in and still give us like, I'm going to take the Diamondbacks Phillies over six and a half right. runs. I like I'm it. Like, why the hell are you doing that? Right. I just like the contests where you give away like Jared's jerseys or Jared's rando stuff that he has. Those yeah. contests are great. Well, it's just great to find out what Jared has. He has, man, I'll tell you, his collection of random stuff is awesome. Oh, wait, I meant to send it to you. What's your, what's like your, your dollar amount? Cause Mark Andre Fleury jerseys were on sale for like 50 bucks. Oh online. yeah. No, 50 is too, too much. much? Okay. Yeah, no. I right. could tell that those jerseys aren't $50 that you'd be wearing. <laughs> and that's not a dig. That's just saying like you don't, you not. No, spending it, fifty bucks. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 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 printed on. It's not. I mean, I know. respect that. I used to have a good eBay hustle. You know, when I used to get jerseys, I used to have a good eBay hustle. I never paid more than twenty something dollars for a jersey. So there I you will go. say, if anyone from Fanatics is listening, we would love to get sponsored. You're, in, <laughs> hey man, I like the way you think. And we don't even want like good jerseys. No, to we give want away. like whatever you Just, got in the back. Yeah, <laughs> hang like, it out. That Adrian want, Peterson Titans jersey. You yeah, guys exactly. Made, we'll start giving them away. I want all the championship shirts that aren't really champions. The ones that they send to, um, to like Africa and all these other different uh, third world countries and everything. People are walking around in you know Raiders over Tampa Bay Super Bowl shirts and <laughs> stuff like that. That's what I want. Or Antonio Brown jerseys, Raiders that. You know, obviously are non-existent. Lynn Bowden? Think we got a Lynn Bowden jersey oh. somewhere? Lynn Bowden don't even have that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> For any team. He didn't get assigned a number. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we got like 45 seconds left. Lynn and and Q literally hit the exit. Yeah, we did. No, I just say, hey, man, I'm listening to the groove. You hit the, you hit the, no, no. You hit the walk-off and then it's like. Oh, well, because seconds. I'm going I'm Ricky Henderson. I'm a pimp to walk off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk it off, but then I'm gonna walk it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm around first base real slow. I'm gonna pop my collar. You see, I wore my my, my 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 chain today. I had to look good, feel good, play good. So I had to put the chain on for you guys. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp it out, man. I'm gonna I'm still rounding second. I ain't even got you know what I mean. I'm still going. Someone's throwing at your head next time. That's okay. <laughs> hey man, you know you don't want me to celebrate. Get me out.